Welcome to day 10 on TCL number 7 into double figures. So we made it to the checkpoint last night and as a result morale is high in the team. Um, we put in quite a big ride yesterday. We did about 4,000 metres of climbing, maybe a bit more, uh, which is a lot really for one day um, over the highest pass on this year's TCR. Um, and uh, had to ride quite far into the night, turning up at like four in the morning. So we had a little bit of sleep and then got kicked out of the, the basement. So we had a very slow start to the day, just a combination of sort of regrouping, consolidating, spending a bit, had a nice sort of relaxed-ish breakfast in front of a bakery. And we had about six pastries each, I think, a couple of coffees and just um, decompressed a little bit and gathered our thoughts, um, tried to work out how much distance we have to cover to the next checkpoint and how best to kind of break it up. Um, and then this morning we had about 500 metres of a climb to do going over a pass, um, which uh, was again stunning, uh, very steep and um, with kind of stiff legs waking up after that uh, effort yesterday and not much sleep, it was really hard. It's taken us a long time for our bodies to warm up this morning. I think we're getting there. Um, and since then we've just been descending for the past two hours really and going through lots of lovely little towns um, through this valley um, typical kind of Austrian looking towns with um, you know lots of resorty kind of stuff going on loads of restaurants so there's a real sort of feel good vibe to these places they're quite affluent um, and they're just lovely lovely places really. Um, the weather has been a little bit cooler than usual. There's a bit of cloud cover which has taken the oppressive sort of edge off the heat. Uh, so that's working in our favour as well but it's still sunny enough to be very pleasant indeed. Um, and then uh, we've just got to a section now where I'm, I'm now in charge of the routing for this section so we split it up between Myself and Adrian. Adrian did most of the sections. I did this one uh, and the last one. So this is my first section where I've done the routing. So uh, I'm sort of slightly concerned about that, but also it's quite funny um, when things go wrong and uh, the other person has to deal with it. Um, so we've had a few tunnels where I hadn't really checks to see what was going on and we've had to kind of route around those some little paths on the fly but we sort of knew that was going to happen uh, we were ready for that and now we've just got onto a bike lane a cycle path that goes I think pretty much the length of this valley but it's um it's making <laughs> it's a little bit of an edge it's kind of making us slightly anxious because um usually you want to route on as many roads as possible and keep it as big and predictable and 
um, fast as you can. You wouldn't normally route on any kind of cycle lanes, bike paths, um, but there's a lot of big roads um, here that we want to avoid, you're actually not allowed on. Um, and this just looked like a brilliant way to do that. And so it's been so scenic and beautiful so far, and it's all on a sort of minus one percent, you know, downhill gentle slope. So you're just kind of cruising down this bike lane. Sometimes it's nice compacted gravel. Sometimes it's going through little pine forests next to rivers, all with this mountain backdrop, you know, going past all the time. And um, it just seems like almost too idyllic. So I'm quite smug, um, even though internally I'm sort of freaking out that it's going to go wrong because it's completely unpredictable. In fact, I think we've just reached a point here where <laughs> I've rooted something that we can't do. Um, I think we'll just carry on the way we're going. We'll just carry on on this. Don't know what I've done there. Get used to this for the next three days. Well, the next... Is it river swim? The next seven days. I did put in a river swim river section. Swim. Didn't you bring your pack raft? I think I put that in yeah, the... Like yeah, put that in the WhatsApp message, didn't I? Bring your pack raft for this one bit down the bike lane. Um, yeah, so... Uh, we could end up anywhere here, really, doing anything. Um, it's got a bit adventurous. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this section. It looks stunning going through into Switzerland and over the top. And the other interesting part of this is that there's basically two different major uh, schools of thought as to how to get to the next checkpoint, um, which is in the French Alps. There's a southern route and a northern route, and most people have taken the southern route, which takes you into Italy through the Po Valley. It's very flat, and there's big roads. Um, but we've gone for the northern route, which, um, when we worked it out, it was flatter and shorter. So we thought it looked like the obvious choice. Um, but yeah, not many people have gone for it, so. Oh yeah, found the road. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. And then there's various variations on those two themes of people kind of mixing them up and creating hybrids. You can see all this on the tracker. You go to trackleaders.com follow the links to the transcontinental tracker if you're not already doing that you can see what I mean you'll just see these two streams of blue dots going up either either side of the Alps no one really wants to go through the middle though I did see a couple of people doing that um, it's probably Miko who's a TCR institution Finnish guy he's done every single one and these days he tends to just go and do his own thing for a laugh <laughs> So maybe that's him camping out in the, in the middle of the mountain somewhere. Having a bit of crisis of confidence in my route selection today. This morning uh, we went down a lot of 
very questionable cycle lanes across a field at one point and uh, I could sense the uh, stress and anxiety building in the team. Um, so <laughs> every time we go off a main road now, I'm kind of paranoid that it's going to be something that Ride With GPS is rooted automatically and could be horrendous. And uh, in fact, I haven't had that much input into my section of the route at all. Uh, and one such example just happened uh, and we were standing at the bottom of a, a huge climb which looked like it was basically going up on a dirt path and we thought no we can't do that we have to go on the road like go and find the, the main road version and as if by magic the little teenage kid on a bike who always seems to turn up in these situations appeared and said do you want any help <laughs> and uh, proceeded to very clearly and rationally lay out the fact that this was in fact the quickest way gave us a full route profile breakdown and uh, sent us on our way which is exactly the same as what happened in uh, in the Tyrol foothills just after we had our run in with the psycho farmer same little kid I'm sure it's a little kid on a mountain bike always appears and tells you what to do uh, so yeah hopefully that will happen every time we experience a bit of doubt a bit of root doubt root self-reflection something's Something's coming out behind us. What's this? Oh. It's like a very tiny scrambler bike crossed with a moped. Very Euro. Uh, the route we're doing though is really beautiful. It's uh, What's it called, Adrian, this thing? The Pan... The Ricken Pass. Pass. Wasn't it something like the Zurich Expressway or something? The Reichen Pass Zurich Expressway, <laughs> frequented by 12 year old boys on mountain bikes. Yeah, there you go. So it's, it's a recognised route that people cycle to Zurich, which is what we're doing. Uh, and it's, um, I was just going to say, it's only bikes on here, but. As I say that, two cars are about to come past the opposite way. One, and another one. Um, but basically, compared to the main A road, it's um, extremely peaceful. You might be able to hear the bells on the cows uh, clangling away in the uh, background there. Very Swiss scene. I can see a Swiss flag as I speak, there might as well be milkmaids wandering around. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, proper Swiss experience here. Very, very peaceful. A lot less stressful than being on the road. And um, we know we're 
on our way to Zurich for our Mackie D's, we've um, come up with a revolutionary sleep strategy. Having said we'll just wing it, we've actually come up with a plan now. We're going to have this McDonald's in Zurich right through tonight with as many stops as it takes to keep us going. Check into a hotel for midday tomorrow. Sleep through the heat of the day. I hope it's hot, otherwise that's just a waste. Um, be on the road by about 8 p.m. tomorrow. And then we've got effectively 8 p.m. Tuesday until 11 p.m. on Wednesday. So 27 hours until they get to the checkpoint. And it will be, depending on how much we get done before midday tomorrow, it will be around about 300 kilometers we have to do in that 27 hours. But, and, but we think by doing that, we'll give ourselves uh, a bit of a head start on, on the mileage and we will give ourselves a proper like eight hours sleep. No, not an eight hour sleep, a six hours sleep say, which is a lot more than we have been getting. And we'll be missing out the middle of the day when we're cycling the slowest and having to stop the most. Um, opening up the the evening and through to the morning when it's a lot cooler, the roads less busy to do some faster, more efficient riding. And here we don't have to worry about stray dogs attacking us as you would do in in Eastern Europe. So that's our revolutionary strategy, and with some very crude maths and based on the fact that, or. Oh, assuming nothing goes wrong we think we could actually be at the checkpoint by uh, about six in the evening on the wednesday something in that ballpark anyway so let's see now having laid all that out to you let's see as always how that pans out in reality hey i'm adrian I'm the brother of Oliver Beery, the number 205, cap 205. And here in, I'm here in Zurich, Stadelhofen. And I just ran here into Ben and Adrian. I saw them, I'm dot watching, and I, I just saw them. They stopped here at the local McDonald's. And then I came out and drive with my own bicycle down here and uh, catched up with them. And it was really nice to meet them. And, they look in good spirits and they want to go on and catch the checkpoint four and I can see they can do it. Right, we're in Switzerland, uh, we're about 65 kilometers away from Zurich and um, we've just had a little nap because we're starting to feel quite sleepy um, on the descents in the heat of the day, um, just had a little nap and some coffees and it's starting to, to sort of cloud over a bit and um, get into the evening so it's getting cooler as well so we're set up ready to do a bit of a stint on the bikes. Um, we're going to ride to Zurich which is about 65k 
Um, have a McDonald's there. See how we feel and hopefully carry on and um, and ride a bit further than that into the night and see how far we get. We've been thinking about how far we've got to go to the next checkpoint and um, how we're going to tactically work it out in terms of when we're going to sleep, how far we're going to ride each day. But basically, we've decided we're just going to see how we feel um, and just sort of organically work it out. But we know we're sort of quite up against it. So um, we have to be quite careful uh, what we're doing if we want to make it for the cutoff. Um, but I think one one big sort of all-nighter or one really, really long day should put us in a good position to make that checkpoint. Currently sitting in a uh, central square um, park in Zurich, Switzerland. Um, just waiting for a thunderstorm to come in and, um, and go out again. Um, we, we, we we were coming through the city on our route and um, we stopped for a McDonald's uh, as part of our new uh, sleeping strategy where we get loaded up on food and caffeine and then carry on into the night. Um, McDonald's is a great option for these long distance things because it's completely uh, predictable what it's going to be. Um, it offers pretty much uh, everything you need really quickly. Um, and uh, yeah, usually it's, it's pretty affordable, but obviously we're in Switzerland, so just spent pretty much 50 pounds, 50 euros on. Uh, on two McDonald's meals, although we also got some extra burgers uh, to throw into the mix that we can take with us. Um, but the cool thing was that when we were when we came out of the McDonald's, um, a dot watcher appeared called Adrian um, on his bike, and uh, he came to join us for our Mackey D's in the park. And uh, we had a good old chat to him. His brother is in the race, so he knows all about it. His brother's raced it for the past couple of years, and um, he was just a really nice chap. Very, very pleasant chap indeed. Uh, really enthusiastic, um, really encouraging, and I think he would ideally come out and meet loads more uh, riders, but um, there aren't many people going through Zurich, basically. so. Uh, he, he just happened to be around tonight and he just happened to be looking at the tracker and spotted that we were here so he came out to um, to see us um, he's got my name wrong but uh, I'll forgive him that you know it's, he doesn't need to know uh, who we are just uh, that we're doing this thing and, and he knows what we're doing so it's so so appreciated when when anyone makes the effort to come out and say hello and show some interest in in what you're doing um, because it kind of I don't know it makes it seem like there might be some kind of point to doing it or that people 
see some value in it or appreciate what you're doing um, and it's just nice nice to meet meet a new person and um, you know get their get their kind of uh, perspective on the on the race and um, hear their thoughts so it's a great little great little change of pace for um, for the day uh, so yeah we're now the rain started now so hopefully we've we, oh yeah that's the other thing he uh, he had a really good weather app so he showed us exactly when this storm was going to come over and um, it looks to be pretty accurate the rain started now thank you um, just got my extra McDonald's while we wait the storm out got a little table in here and everything sleep down there good bivvy spot we might have a little sleep and take the opportunity to to, to get an extra sort of 10 minutes or so um, and then the plan is to uh, to carry on a bit um, after this see how far we get oh, so we're still we're still holed up in this uh, park in Zurich um, what started out as a little quick break has turned into quite a long stop as two thunderstorms have um, come overhead um, we've had to take shelter from them the second one is just clearing up now and we've both just been asleep um, under this little shelter in the, in the, um, in the park uh, which is nice and cosy and everything but you know we really need to get on the whole point of this night is to um, to go and get some some kilometers done we're gonna have to do a bit of riding in the in the rain a little bit of light rain hopefully nothing more than that um, what I'm really worried about is my route um, which I've planned um, looking at it I don't think I've really gone into it and properly made sure it's um, as good as it can be so I'm really worried that uh, we're going to spend a lot of time messing about trying to interpret a better way to get out of the city and around all these towns we're going to go through a series of little little towns along the river hopefully it'll all make sense of itself once we're out there riding it but right now uh, I'm worried that I've uh, really let the let the team down with my poor route planning but we'll see how it goes just managed to navigate our way onto um, a road that is going to take us out of Zurich and through a lot of little suburban towns satellite towns that go around it um, on our route basically the way we want to be going getting through Zurich was like an absolute nightmare this is the most complicated network of roads and 
flyovers and underpasses and tunnels and train tracks you've ever seen it's, uh, and, and so many roadworks going on as well on the roads that you could navigate and um, yeah a complete nightmare for the touring cyclist trying to route his way through on the fly on the plus side there are absolutely no cars there is n zero traffic um, so that's making it kind of a much easier task um, it's uh, about probably one in the morning I think now and uh, there's flashes of lightning all around us ominously uh, flashing away and occasionally we get like a little tiny bit of rain but hopefully that's not going to materialise into anything more serious than that um, but it could do at any stage so we prepare for that um, yeah this should be us on a nice easy route out of the city now but uh, yeah it's taken a while Right, I'll cover that one properly. We're picking our way across, going west along this river and um, going through lots of little towns and we've found ourselves, a, I say found ourselves, my route included a, a bike path along the, the river bank which um, is great because it's flat. Um, we weren't sure what the bike path is actually going to be like so we've come down to explore it um, it's really beautiful it might not be the best most efficient thing for us to be on but there's no traffic um, there's not even people on it and it's flat so I think it's alright um, we're in the middle of a pretty major thunderstorm right now and there's been some uh, lightning strikes pretty close by um, so we're going to have to kind of monitor that and uh, when the rain comes in it's so heavy so fast and we've been managing to find shelter to duck out of the way now we're on the bike path though there might be less places to do that so that could become a problem um, yeah, it's just been a really frustrating night because I think our strategy was really good but the fact that we only had a couple of hours sleep last night puts us in a bad position because now we're starting to feel really sleepy. The weather's been a huge factor because we've had to keep stopping and my route's been a huge factor as well because we've had to keep stopping to work out where to go. So. I feel really terrible about that and I um, just hope it it works out. I know it's it gets better towards the end of this this leg because I remember sorting out parts of it but for some reason I didn't do it all and uh, I'm actually really devastated about it. I'm upset um, so I know how important it is and 
I feel like I'm really letting Adrian down. But um, we're. Uh, well, it's been quite fun. Basically, trying to navigate on the fly. And um, it's a pretty cool, <laughs> pretty cool track as well that we're on at the moment. Uh, it's going the right way, and we know it's going to be flat because it's next to a river. So it could be worse, basically. Taking shelter in someone's um, front porch here while uh, one of these thunderstorms goes over. We've been really slowly making our way down the road. Oh, yeah, true. Sorry, it's someone's house. It needs to be quiet. Um, yeah, really slow progress. And uh, yeah, we just keep getting stuck sheltering from the, uh, from the rain. We were taking shelter underneath a road bridge um, somewhere along the R River, I've now discovered it's called, um, on this cycle path. Um, it's been raining for well over an hour now, um, extremely heavily, and it just cleared up. Um, and then it's just started again. It's like really, really intense, heavy downpour. Um, the thunder's cleared up now, so I think the actual storm has sort of rolled through. Um, and uh, yeah, after a while we decided we were definitely gonna be stuck under this bridge for a while. So we uh, got our bivy bags out and um, had a little sleep just to try and do something useful with the time. Uh, and we had quite a lot of sleep to catch up on anyway, so we've we've caught up maybe an hour's sleep, um, and I've managed to use Komoot, um, the uh, GPS routing app, to um, come up with a new route to Geneva, um, which doesn't include going on this cycle path because the rain is sort of washed washed away a lot of the top surface of it so it's um it's not really looking as rideable as it was before uh, and also we could do with a more with a quicker more direct route i suppose um so that's one little victory i've managed to get that done and synced up to the wahoo so that in theory will will work okay um that's about 230 kilometers um, now we're trying to work out how this impacts our, our plan, our sleep strategy. Um, we might just do the same thing. I think we're going to just keep riding and see how we feel. 
Um, but that was a very, very intense thunderstorm. I've, I haven't seen it before, actually, where lightning is so close that you get, like, the... You just see, like, a red flash across your whole vision. Like, it's just... Uh, like lighting up through your is it th when you blink through your eyelid or something like that I don't know, it's really weird though we had that a few times um, it was it was right overhead um, that wasn't the main issue, the, really it's just the rain and we, didn't, we didn't want to ride in it and get soaked sort of uh, put ourselves in a in a state of being completely soaked through um, you know all day and trying to trying to ride and be comfortable and warm enough uh, so we managed to avoid that which is good uh, we've just lost a lot of time and don't know what the weather's going to do. It could just keep keep going like this all day. Quick update on uh, day 11. Apologies for um, not having recorded anything. My phone ran out of battery and I had lots of um, things to, to try and work out um, routing-wise. So day 11, um, we were stuck under the bridge and then the route deteriorated, my route deteriorated, um, into well realizing that I hadn't really rooted it at all and it was useless so um, managed to use the time under the bridge to plan a new route on Kamut. Um, we started following that and it was just going around all these messy little tiny roads through towns so we ended up ditching that as well and we just sort of ended up getting confused and I was getting quite panicked and stressed about about the routing and um, we were just losing so much time it took us ages to to get through the day and, and we weren't really getting anywhere um, and eventually as it usually happens uh, we were in a petrol station Adrian had a sleep and I made a new route uh, using Kamut to try and get to Geneva um, putting in a lot more waypoints to try and make sure it went the best the best possible way used the final one percent of battery to send that over to the to, to the gps unit and so then we started following that and ended up in geneva at um 2 a.m in the youth hostel so that's where i am now putting my shoes on and um, preparing for day 12, which is going to be, uh, has the potential to be horrific and possibly quite traumatic. I think the route's okay-ish. Um, it's going down through lots of uh, big motorways and stuff, but I'll talk you through that more on there. Uh, on the day 12 podcast but yeah we've we've had four hours sleep which doesn't feel like enough at the moment um after having had about uh, maybe no more than an hour over the 
the previous sort of three days. So feeling my brain is completely scrambled. Um, but uh, yeah, that is the conclusion to day 11. Uh, I was feeling just absolutely miserable about the whole thing and uh, just so bad that I've let, let my buddy down. Um, so hopefully I'll try and recover some of that today.